podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, welcome to Stretford Paddock. This is the Paddock Podcast. I'm joined, well, well, we'll get who I'm joined by in a minute, but we're going to be talking about will Ten Hag survive at Manchester United? Will survive. Will he be here yes. at the start of next season? Or basically, is he going to be here when we start winning again? j Mart is here. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. Exciting times. Is it? Some guy that I've never heard of until Saturday afternoon we've got though and I'm buzzing we've got him yeah Ronaldo how are you he's mad though when I saw I'm, I'm alright but when I saw the news I had no idea who was he was but yeah. when as soon as the news broke I was like yeah we're gonna yeah. win a lot yeah this did, is it did Steve say that he knew loads about him and that he'd been scouting Steve him for six years Steve has a file <laughs> Steve just rings nah. Steve said, oh, I did a video about him three yeah. weeks ago Steve just goes yeah. go to folder A <laughs> section three <laughs> Press go. I love that. When we get linked to a player that Steve has mentioned in a video, yeah. he'll quote you like He linked a tweet. Oh, I knew it. I knew oh, it. Well, well. I knew it. What did I say? Do you know what I do? <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Do you know when you oh. say, oh. I linked to Benzema? Well, uh, uh, I told you this. Fucking oh, <laughs> 12 years ago. 12 years ago, said Benzema was good. Do you know yeah, those like, old libraries where you have to like, turn the wheel and they like slide open and close? That's like Steve going through his old videos, isn't it? Ah, there we go. Specimen uh, A, 2012. Omar Barada. There, nah, there, there was one legitimate one that Steve did, and that was the recent one with Danso, where like he's just, I think he's just seen him once, watched him play, and he really <laughs> liked him. And then he said, oh, I want to do a video on him as a new centre back. And then we did like a Danso Tadebo comparison video, and then he got linked to um, Bayern Munich a week later out of nowhere, and then he's done the. I, I, but that, yeah. that was a little bit more. I love that. I love when Steve gets annoyed that a player is mentioned is going somewhere else. Yeah. Was it? Who was that kid? That was it? Oh, what's his name? The defender from Ajax went to. I'm sure he went to Bayern. Uh, Kim Min Jae. No. The Oh, uh, Masrawi. I can't remember. Kim Min Jae. The It mm. might be, but yeah. there was one where he was like, oh, "Told you about this guy." Durian Timber. That was it. Schlotterbeck. Yeah, that was the one. Schlotterbeck, he's gone to Dortmund. That yeah, one, I loved, yeah, he looked. Yeah, he was a big like fan of Schlotterbeck. Yeah, and he was fuming when he didn't go to United. And you're like, bro, come on. Gutted. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about Tenard. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. He, he's in a bit yeah, of a he's not gonna, he's ain't gonna see this. this <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Rick Mann watches the content. <laughs> that's true. He only watches videos if he's in. Yeah. yeah, even oh, then, no. even then, even then, he might not. Even uh, though, you know I mean, like, I don't think he watches. Yeah. That we need to fair. shoot something on this video for him to watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this video needs to be set in the woods. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the new guys come in, new CEO. We've already seen John Claude Blanc, Dave Damn. Brailsford come in. With, they haven't even got like official titles, have they? They're just sort of part of Ineos. Yeah, like we don't even need to give them a role. They're just no. They're either CEO. No, he ROC. is. But, but Blanc and. Um, Brailsford. Brailsford so far don't have official titles. Yeah. I don't know if they will get them once everything's signed off or not, but they're just sort of here and they're well, working on We've got that fella from Star Trek knocking about. Yeah. Patrick Stewart's the interim <laughs> CEO. <That's true. laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I When you say Star too. Trek, I don't. I, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. The Star Trek one. I love yeah. the fact that you go to the Star Trek. Reference. What do you think? I go. I go to. I go to. I go to X Men. Yeah, that's that shows a generational thing. I've never watched X Men. I'd go with Star Trek, but some of the younger. You see all these these imaginary like Lord of the Rings and that class. You see like Marvel and that. So Lord of the. Why do I want to watch Batman? But Lord of the Rings is imaginary. In fact, I support Joker and that. Because they're because really Batman's just some rich geezer, yeah, bashing people in his ivory tower. Yeah. Yeah. Maintaining oh, yeah. the status quo. I've got loads of money. Let me buy loads of weapons and go yeah. beat up loads of mentally unwell criminals. Yeah. It just sounds to me like I shouldn't be on his team. That sounds to me like, mm. you know. Do you know if you ask me who the real criminals sounds, are? Sounds Tory. The government. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's <laughs> a representation of the government. Yeah, he is, I suppose, is, in a way. Yeah. Well, whereas, yeah. whereas Spider-Man, I like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a cool brother. Whereas Frodo, 
he's Miles right. Morales and that. No, but it, there's a truth to what he's saying though. Like in, in Batman, like all the, the baddies, yeah, like the Riddler and that are fighting against like the system. Yeah, it's yeah. not just randomly like, yeah. I want to rob loads of money and kill people. It's yeah. like, mm. I'm pushing against this. Well, so that's, why, that's why they're yeah. well-written characters though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because there's an true. element of sympathy. Yeah. But you can't be blown up a boat. So really what we're saying is a superhero no, is Joker. Well, that Joker Cluedo literally man. gets well, his services cleared, doesn't it? Cluedo man. Jim Carrey, Plum, and that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Riddler. Yeah. He's riddled. Yeah. The little Tiddler. Riddler. Anti-hero. Yeah. I'm riddled. <laughs> Should we talk <laughs> about famous <laughs> catchphrase? Penguin. I'm riddled. Yeah. Penguin. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. He was just a fat bloke. Nah, but he had like. He got bullied by Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> Wasn't he relatively high status though? Yeah. Was yeah. he? Right. No, the pen penguin. He was Danny DeVito, innit? Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't well. That was a good one. That was my Batman. That was. Danny Remember Schwarzenegger when he came in as Frozen? Oh, man, that's the worst film ever. Mr. Freeze. I love that. He came in as Frozen. <laughs> so let, let it go in that. He got yeah. paid so much as well. Yeah, I that. think he basically he ended the franchise. Michael Keaton was the Batman name. Wasn't <laughs> yeah, but he was like a bit of an everyman, wasn't he? Yeah. You know I, mean? well, I don't like the new Twilight one now. Why are we talking about this? Man? You talk, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, how yeah, you mangle yeah, yeah. yeah, the whole situation. I love how you mangle films and then combine them like, I don't like the Twilight most one. Most of these superheroes <laughs> aren't really superheroes. Okay. And by that saying, I'm gonna go and say, maybe Barata isn't the superhero we think he is. Well right, done, well done. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What, so what you're saying is he's a villain. actually Ed Woodward is the good guy in all this. <laughs> no, no, that, no, no, no. Actually, the Glazers are the one. <laughs> is that what you're saying then? He's 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 so if Barato is Batman, who is the Joker in this no, analogy? No, 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 what point is, like, Barata had... Barata, he is just a cheese at this point. Barata yeah. had... Not even trying to cover it. He's round and bold like the cheese as well. Barata had... Rude. Unlimited resources, loads of dodgy deals going on at sea. We haven't yeah. got the same. You, th you think that? Maybe we're just better at hiding it. Have you not seen the report coming out saying he had nothing to do with it? It's all this spin off. They all. <laughs> yeah, it's, bit, it? it's funny in it how like they've started spinning it already. Like I've seen an article and straight well, away it was, it, it was the Times Sport in it. I've seen well, there's that, but then I seen one in the evening news saying this shows like it was the city correspondent who was writing it saying this shows that city are, are not guilty. So he's, he's <laughs> not guilty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. United are that confident that it's getting this kid in who may have been associated with City's business dealings that there's nothing to worry about. What if? Now, but United... He whistleblower, sorry, man. Yeah, probably is, but United bringing in someone like that just for him to end up in jail a year later would be very much United. It would be, one of, the, it'd be <laughs> one of the most Man United yeah. things of all it time. It would actually it? be. I'd be happy that happened, though. Why? Not if he went to jail, but if he went got punished, that means something's gone on. So, like, if they got, like... Took to the cleaners. What if he gets struck off that. and he's not allowed to work for us anymore? What, off? <laughs> but what if he gets struck <laughs> off? Like, <laughs> and you think he's a whistleblower? Yeah, that'd be great. That oh, so many things to be <laughs> said. <laughs> Go on, share, share one of them with so, a group. Uh, so he's he's coming in as a double agent. No, but, I, <laughs> but but surely by one measure of saying, oh, the fact that United have hired him means that he's not going to get done, means City won't get done. That's one way. But I think it's just as likely that you go, he's jumping ship before yeah. City get fucked. Do you know what I mean? That's just as likely as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, nah, you don't know, do you? No. Like, the thing, this is the thing, you just don't know. And also, just Fingers because he's crossed. left City doesn't mean he couldn't get punished retrospectively. But also, what's going to happen to him? Do you think he might get sent to prison? I don't think people, no. individuals like that, will get punished. I don't. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be a club fight. A collective. He, he, Mm. He's going to have said, like, whatever he's done, if he has done anything, it's going to be like, right. I was following orders or whatever.
the way. Yeah. He's like, not yeah, that's good now because yeah, now that, he's got yeah, no reason old, to lie. That old excuse. Or no reason to say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's not start comparing him to something that he's not. I ain't got better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's not. Saying, I know what I will before say. Before I can I see it brewing this where it's going. It, but that has been an excuse for thousands of years, not yes. anything else. No, that's always been an excuse. I didn't know about it. I just did what I was told. What are we talking about here? What he said. What he hasn't said yet, but what he might say. Yeah. Like, as long as humans have existed, yeah. blaming the higher ups has been a. a but it's case. obvious he wasn't like the main man. And also, he's coming to United in a position he's never held at say. He's never been CEO, has he? No. But the reason why he might be well placed for that is I did a lot of reading on him after I found out he was going obviously, to play. Like, obviously, because why else would you read up on him? If, if I knew who he was prior to a week ago, I might. Dickhead, but we yeah. need to get a life. You're one of those people on um, Twitter who thinks you know. No, tactics. but everyone, everyone on Twitter is actually pretending that he but did, like, though. He worked for Tiscally before he worked for Barcelona. Sick. In their commercial. Right. They're not even called Tiscally anymore. Called uh, BT Sound, it? They're called Talk Talk. Talk Sport? What? Wow, this is going rapidly down. Really. So he worked for, so work for Tiscally, then he went to Barcelona. He was involved in all their commercial deals, commercial relationships, all that kind of thing. He was involved in getting big deals for them. Then, when you had all of those people leaving Barcelona to go to City when they were making up basically City was Barcelona 2.0, remember that? Yeah. Before they got Pepin. He went there and then he was involved with their commercial department again. So he was predominantly working in that till a few years ago, he was made their COO, where then he became in control of transfers, contracts, all that kind of thing in terms of football. So in terms of the experience that he has, like when we're looking at all the people that have come prior, Ed Woodward, John Murta, who were just kind of in the right place at the right time and got yeah. handed the job. A bit like David Moyes. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I think you're the man now. Um, whereas this guy's actually yep. well versed in commercial dealings and football dealings, and you know he'll know how to hopefully bridge that gap and make it a successful one. Uh, so but again, it's like Ragnik came, right? Mm. And everyone went. Oh, yeah, he's pointing out all the things that need changing, and then the Glazers went, "Nah, you need to change. Yeah, you need to go. Yeah. Maybe doing it publicly yeah. is different to be no, but, doing it behind closed doors." Well, my point it? there is, you need to take the advice. Yeah. of these people. Their advice is nothing without putting into action, right? Mm. And if you're going to have the Glazers ultimately that have a say and have a veto on that, then we're back to square one. Yeah. I, I saw him get quite a lot of credit for um, the, the emergence of Girona as well this season because I know that's almost like a... Uh, is it a parent club of, of Manchester well, City? Well, isn't it like they, they give it, it Pep's brother? To, to there's some sort of... A, a large percentage. There's something yeah, collaborative nice there. Gift, and I feel it? like yeah. I've heard he had quite a bit of a hand in, in them and obviously they're at the top of the league and they're flying. So I think, mm. think there's some credence in that. But um, I'm just I'm laughing because I don't... I want to see the proof in the pudding almost because obviously you see in the Twitter and everyone's thinking that anyone that comes in is going to improve us. I think people thought it was going to be JBC, but then they're saying that him just being on the board, he might actually have a little bit more influence being John that Claude rather Blanc, than, yeah, of course, J that, JBC. Yeah. I call him that in case I pronounce it wrong. JBC, you mean JCB? JCB, yeah. yeah. Well, JBC well, is going to be digging through the accounts, digging through all that sort of stuff. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. But That's I, I call him that. It, it's exciting <laughs> because of what he's done and where's, where he's been, but you actually yeah. want to see it materialise. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of like, I think pretty yeah, I a little hope bit. JBC doesn't just cherry pick this very the, 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 oh, that was class. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, that was uh, top. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like with this, it seems like a good move. It seems like positive, but I'm just not getting carried away because like me and Michael was saying earlier, I've never heard of this guy two days ago. So no. I'm just like, oh, if we get Omar Barada in, all our problems are solved. I've never heard of Dale, Dave Brailsford really, six months ago, whatever it was. Same with JCB, mm. your mate. So 
These sound like good ideas when or good appointments when you look at them, but <laughs> can't just pretend that I've always wanted this to happen or that this is something I know a lot about. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's someone that looks like they've done a good job at City, yeah. albeit there's this slight cloud hanging over them potentially. But we'll have to wait and see. Like also, the saying, thing with City as well is you can almost have that rose-tinted glasses with them because look at like the likes of Sterling and the likes of Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus. Not that they've been Zinchenko has been pretty good and Jesus has been okay and Sterling's been up and down. But they sold those three for what close to 150 million quid or more than 150 million quid, and you wouldn't say they've been worth it. So I think maybe sometimes, especially when we don't know a lot about him, we see oh he's been at City, he must be great. But that's not always the case, is it? Because it's not just one bloke, it's everything above and everything below. So hopefully we can get the rest of that gap filled in because there's still like crucial steps that are missing. Where's the recruitment coming from? Who's actually doing the, the sporting project directly? He's sort of above all of this, isn't he? So we need those other spaces filling in before we can what decide. Did, if what did you guys make of the, the, was it the second paragraph of the statement when they released the statement that we announced for Rada is this, as the CEO? Is this the football the bit? second paragraph was like, uh, if you can get it, you can read it out. But it was yeah. basically like we're going to focus and put football as the priority. And make it says here, success. like club, it wasn't before. Let, let me just read this out. Sorry, mm. the club is determined. This is the second paragraph Mac was mentioning. The club is determined to put football and performance on the pitch back at the heart of everything we do. Omar's appointment represents the first step on this journey. That's like a statement that you'd expect new owners to make if yeah. the Glazers had left. Yeah. That's do you know what I mean? Do you know? Yeah. Support, the fact they're still in the room. Yeah. And you're making. I find that very. It's like they're taking, right, we're in power, but we don't really like them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite yeah. a bold statement, I need to say that, back at the heart of everything we do, because you're obviously insinuating it wasn't. Mm. The football Surely the Glazers wouldn't <clears throat> want that to be said. But, do you know what, has a single Glazer read or heard that mind. statement, though, in all honesty? No, no, but the Glazers sit watching this podcast. That's great, Alec, because I bet they might have even sent it to Joel Glazer, whatever, go, you're all right with that, and he's gone, yeah, yeah, it's fine. No, but wasn't that the type of, like, propaganda and the type of terminology that the Qataris were using that apparently the Glazers didn't like as well. Mm. Saying that we want to return United back to their glory Either days and former glories. And apparently it, they didn't like that. It those, wasn't that just Qatar. Phrasing. It was both of them when they first started, sort of. You had that, the Icelandic user as well, which just, he was plowing his long furrow there on his own, saying all sorts of nonsense. But apparently they didn't like either yeah. Glazer, uh, sorry, Ratcliffe or Qatar saying that it was all about getting United back to where they should have been and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so there was talk that they weren't going to do that. They weren't going to criticise the Glazers. Mm. But this is very much because uh, we, We've already it. seen the, we want United to return to former glories, which isn't, which is an in, uh, sort of implicit dig, but not one that is direct. Because yeah. it's like, you know, the Glazers might have been trying as hard as they can, but they're not managed to do it. But to say, to put football back at the top of the <laughs> priorities is saying it hasn't it's not been, been at the yeah. top of priorities. That's different to saying <laughs> we want success. That's like saying, You've been prioritising the That's wrong something thing, a yeah. fan would say. Yeah. yeah, which is you know. I know you, obviously what look going for is obvious fan, but it's it's very interesting. It's very telling. It is. Um, just a couple of comments. Uh, well, Mike is joined the first team. Welcome to the first team member. Welcome. Extra content on the member section. Go and check that out. Abinav Verma says, "Can Barada get good cheese sponsorship deals?" Hope so. Nice. Yeah. Barada is the best cheese, you know. <laughs> I'm staying out. You're, you're, you're. You just, you, I gave, we, I gave you some burrata in Mulberry Street in New York. Really? Remember in Mulberry sick, Street? Man. I was yeah. so happy to be on Mulberry <laughs> Street. You said that like you weren't in that story. Really? That's sick. That's sick. Because all them freezes. Like, you yeah, just we, heard that story when we had them you, limoncellos and that. <laughs> that was a great. I felt very that Italian. Is sick, that that Joe, well, when you get to my age, right? Everything's amazing. Jay's living his life through other people's anecdotes. Yeah. 
Did I enjoy it? Oh, nice one. Sick. To be fair, speaking of sick, to be fair, he did get shit up that day. Remember that day? Someone put the frighteners on him that day. That geezer put the frighteners on him. Oh, was, was this one on the, which <laughs> one? Which one? Remember when he shook you up? Remember? Number one journalist in a pub. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's why I've, I've erased it from my memory. Got, he was, do you know what I mean? It was such a traumatic experience. He was, he was, he was yeah, I'm still having. I'm still. Like, if you hadn't turned up to save me, yeah. I'd have been done. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be sat here now, thankfully. Thank Man, God, Steve was on edibles. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hate the podcast <laughs> stories they can't tell the yeah, so Let's move on. Let's yeah. talk about something we can talk about. <laughs> yes. And that is how amazing <laughs> Manscapes are because they're sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> and also, Joe, me and you and Mac are in on it. We've sat yeah. here for years. Yeah. And we've been waiting for United to get good. We've been waiting for us to win the Premier League. To we've been waiting up. for the Champions League. Been waiting for us to turn Old Trafford into a fortress. And we've also been waiting for Manscaped to drop the 5.0. Yeah. Talk to me, brother. What is it happening? Just, it just feels like everything's changed in a way. Yeah. But in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Like when they first released, um, do you remember the Derrily Dunkers? Yeah. Then they came out with the tubes. Oh my And God. everything changed after that. Game changer. Yeah, that's what the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra has done. It's just changed the game. When it comes to grooming for your, your downstairs. Tube. Yeah, for your tube, yeah. And for your little Derrily Dunker as well. Yeah. Arsehole. Nah. Um, yeah, we got it. Arsehole <laughs> <laughs> as well. No, yeah. okay. uh, but it's not just. Surely that's not the Dunker. Well, it's the Dunkey. Um, <laughs> Here's the, the thing, dump. you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code DEVILS20. Now, before you had the lawnmower 5.0 Ultra J, before you got into Manscaped, what did your grooming routine look like? I mean, it was what can only be classed as horrendous. <laughs> it involved <laughs> knives, candles. Flint and steel? Flint and steel. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just just um, torches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holding my phone. We spoke about it. Holding my phone in my mouth with a yeah. torch. You'd on have an old as I was an old know, American legs of kimbo yeah. on the bus. Is it true you used to have an old American <laughs> on the bus? <laughs> bus. Yeah. You know, one of those like diamond yeah. eyeglass things. Yeah, you used to have one of them, but they'd angle it a certain way in the sun so that it scorched the pubes right off. That's how we used to do it back yeah. in the day. And yeah. then Manscaped came into my life. Yeah. Now I don't like change though. And what I worry about, Joe, when you're coming at me with this 5.0 nonsense, yeah, 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 do yeah, I still yeah. get all the things that I like? Do I still get the crop? Preserver, the crop toner, the ball deodorant, all that good stuff. Jay, Is that still there or what? Jay, you silly hey. little bitch. Right. <laughs> Every single thing you used to get, yeah. but now you get extra. You get two interchangeable skin safe blade heads with the lawnmower 5.0. You get a standard one for taking off the top, and you also get the foil blade to go smooth wherever you want to go. Like you said, you still get the toner, the deodorant. There's also the Weed Whacker 2.0 for the nose and ear hair as well. They just have everything in terms of grooming. And can I just covered. say as well, we've got some doubters in the comments, like Daniel Berry saying, ball deodorant, no. What? Mate, <clears> your <throat> life will mate. change if you use ball deodorant. Seriously. Yeah. Because you know I mean? your lady friend or man friend or whoever you, the special person is in your life yeah. will be like, ball deodorant, yeah. yes. Exactly. I love some of that. my chops around that. 100%. I didn't leave my virginity until I started using ball deodorant. Exactly. So make sure you go to manscaped.com and use the code DEVILS20. The link is in the description. Have a click, have a look, have a good time. Have a click, save your dick. Nice. Hey, um, <laughs> just gonna send. That's an email. mine, by the way, Manscaped. Don't be stealing that. Manscaped. Yeah. <laughs> Before Apologies. anyone says anything, oh. we apologise. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. Um, right, we need to talk about this bad boy. Come on. So we want to talk about Eric Ten Hag. Obviously, we've already spoken about Barada coming in. What maybe that will mean going forward. 
But when we properly get into this now, do we think Ten Hag will be here next season? One big thing that has been a sort of a negative and a positive at times is his relationships with players. On one hand, I think he got a lot of credit for how he dealt with the Ronaldo situation, although some people blamed him for the fact that it got to that position in the first place. Another one that's obviously arisen in, the, in this season is Jadon Sancho. He's now gone to Dortmund, and we see headlines from Forbes um, in the last sort of day or so after he got won a penalty for Dortmund saying, Jadon Sancho continues to embarrass Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United. So we've got that angle to attack Ten Hag from. Jesus wept. With all that in mind, Jay, I'll start with you. Do you think Ten Hag will last at Manchester United? Will he be here when we're winning again? You know, let's maybe let's narrow that down. Will he be here at the start of next season? I'm going to say yes, but I'm far from sure. Yeah. I still feel that Ineos will give him a chance if he can prove towards the end of this season that he, that he's worth it. Because I think he's got a little bit of credit in the bank from last season, but not a lot. Because this season has been borderline disastrous. Yeah. Out of the Champions League in the group stages, out of the Carabao Cup, losing at home convincingly to Newcastle. Obviously, we're still in the FA Cup, but top four is looking ropey. Yes. So it's not like he's, you know, he's got loads of time in uh, on his hands, and it's like, right, okay, sorry, they're going to give him loads of patience. If he can't deliver for me, at least the FA Cup or top four, I think he's done. I think he might get away with one or the other. Yeah. I think if he gets Champions League football, he might okay. You've got Champions League football for the second consecutive season, which, let's face facts, post Fergie's is rare. Yeah. Then we'll, it does happen after the rally, but it's not like it happens all the time. Um, then we'll give you another chance. If he wins the FA Cup and even doesn't get top four, I think they still might give him a chance because it's back to back trophies. Yeah. And they might be like, look, it's a positive one. Let's just build on it. Let's try and give you a chance under a structure that is far better than the one you were working under before. Mm. A big question, though, for <clears> me <throat> isn't just about him surviving because. Of, in terms of his results, it's how does he feel about all this? Because he's gone mm. from a scenario where he was given sort of free reign on transfers. Like you can sign him once do you want and just tell us and we'll get him. And you, you know, you're the only guy in the room when it comes to transfers seemingly. So now being part of a, you know, a bigger sort of team. Yeah. And he where might he's not being like, told. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's gonna quit, but he might not like that. <clears throat> He hasn't really got much leverage though. No, if you judge by, judging by his track record with um, some of the players that like he's ideal, apart from Martinez, who's been a success. Obviously, the Anthony, the Amrabat, it's not Eric's bold been a success. I think it's not boarding. It's not boarding well for him in terms of that kind of player ID standpoint. But if I was to answer your question, I think he's Willie be is very touch and go in my mm. opinion. I think he's on a hot seat because you can't have a complete revamp of a club or institution, and you, you're getting rid of players, you're getting rid of backroom staff, and you get everything around a manager without him probably being on the hot seat himself. Because yeah. if any of us want to put their fingerprints on there, on the club in the way that they want to do, Ten Hag is a manager that almost predates their arrival. Mm. So they might look at it in a way where they're thinking, if this guy doesn't pull it, pull it together, then we're going to bring in a manager that we want that kind of fits in with our ideas. Is he part of the problem? Is he almost? part of it? I, I personally think it's very touch and go. It's do about I, I do think there is that school of between now, I don't think he'd do anything pre-end of the season, but I think he's almost on trial between mm, yeah. now and then. I think one of the, da not damning as much, but the results have to change, but also I think the style of play, there has to be an improvement on that. There's going to be more time spent on the training pitch over the next couple of months due to the fact that we're hardly in any competition. <laughs> um, so we need to see some sense of improvement, right? Especially if players are coming back from injury and touch wood, none of them end up injured again. Mm. So providing that happens, he has to get that. And then I also think, look, I watched 
when you're at the game and kind of your area is singing, you kind of feel like that must be happening all around the ground, so the atmosphere is good, right? Watching the game against Spurs from home because they didn't go yeah. to the game and seeing Dave Brailsford there, and I think Jim Ratcliffe was there, yeah, sat next was. to Fergie, and it just kind of made me think if they're sat in this ground every week and the crowd's like that, mm. I can imagine them having a problem with that because. Jim Ratcliffe is a United fan or whatever. Uh, um, obviously, he's not been a season ticket holder and gone to every single game in his life, but he would have been to games when it was good. Mm. And he would know how important it is to keep the fans on side, the community on side, and everyone involved and feeling like... We're and I think at the moment, Man United fans are just... Bored. Tired. Mm. Tired, tired of the Glazers. I'm tired of moaning. I'm, t I'm just tired. I'm tired of sacking managers. Yeah, and we're tired. And I feel like we like are it. behind Ten Hag, but even then, it's kind of like, you're making it hard for us to defend you, right? You know, no, sometimes, no, I like, agree. I you're making it hard for us to sing your name as loud as we maybe want to. And so I, ju I do think he's got to get the fans on side again. And if he do does those two things, I think he'll be safe. Do you think Jim Ratcliffe... Go, go on, you ask your do you, question. Do you, think, do you think Jim Ratcliffe had the same opinion on... Ten Hag before he's become part owner than he did before just watching as a fan because there's that part of it as well because he is apparently a fan of United he would have watched games you would have watched last season would have watched the beginning of this season and he would have already have a certain perception of mm. what he thinks about Ten Hag I don't know if that's going to probably change when he becomes in a happens. position of power and then he's like oh I've actually got control over over this guy's future and his yeah. job and we're going to be a little bit more lenient with him but what if he's watched it and he's thought like the rest of us? Mm, I'm not not quite sure about it. You have to judge from within, innit? Yeah, I think that's I think probably it's, true, yeah. for, As fans, yeah. it's easier for, for us to go, ah, oh, what's he doing with that? Or what's he doing with that? And then when you take a view from inside and maybe they've gone inside and they're going, it feels like there's, I think there was a report that they feel like there's way too many staff. Mm. So maybe like there's too many chefs here at the moment. What's going on? We need to trim this down so it's only the best of the best. Maybe like there's some people within, maybe Ten Hag's just so stretched trying to cover over everything. Mm. It's difficult, you know what I mean? It's be difficult mm. for anyone. If you remember Fergie used to have, Fergie didn't have to identify players on his own. He'd watch them, go and scout them, but he wouldn't have to identify them on his own. He wouldn't have to coach the team. That'd be left to Carlos Quiroz, Steve McLaren or whoever. He was like, you know, he, he kind of just Ready. oversaw yeah. everything. He was the puppet master. Now you've got a manager that's having to do everything almost because the Glazers are so hands off that it's like, if I don't do it, who else mm. is? Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think we're looking for a genius at the moment. And you, you, there's not, none of them. You mentioned mm. about yeah. 10-hour track record with transfers not being amazing. But it's no worse is than anyone else we've had over the last Casemiro, 10 Because Casemiro, I feel, was a success. Yeah, Ericsson's a Ericsson success. Ericsson was a freak. A so, free. like, whatever. Um, Martinez is a success. The only out-and-out -out failure of his is Anthony. Yeah. Right? And then we moan about the Vegor signing and all that, but mm. they weren't signings. No. I don't think I he think, wanted I think there's a, there's a few that the jury's out on, obviously, just because it's not his fault. Mount's been injured. He didn't know that when he bought him. Like, obviously, he didn't think... Yeah, the Mount's another one that he's on the like, hot seat about. Um, Onana, Onana as well, the jury's out. I still don't think he's done, but he's not been great. I think you've got to yeah. sort of see how sure. that pans out. But yeah, I just want to ask you, that everyone, this, because Tom Hutton's put something in the chat here, which is a good question. If they did get rid of Ten Hag, are there any obvious candidates to replace him? I think he's the man for the job, just needs better structure above him. I think that's I a good question and a good point as well. He's the kind... No one even knows that, go on. He's the All type of manager that needs, I think, needs a structure. <laughs> I, 
I don't, I don't. The obvious one at the minute would be Javi, Alon Javi Alonso, wouldn't it? But then you think, oh, well, is that any different it. to getting Graham Potter or Deserby or you know, just I know obviously what he's doing there is better than anything they've done. But it's like he's had one amazing season. Is that enough to, to get and the United would it, job? Like a, would the fans want him? Of Your course. experience of watching Alonso by and large is watching him for Liverpool. Yeah, and also. Exactly. A lot of ex-scousers have that attitude. I ain't going to United. Yeah, and I know where you're from. He'll be being right. groomed for that Liverpool job. Yeah, like yeah. I just I don't see that happening but for exactly. them reasons. And also, it's your first decision is the the big decision you make as the new part owner or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to bring in this ex-Liverpool midfielder. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. You've just got. All I don't think that would really, really cross him. Wasn't the talk? Was, wasn't if you're a United fan, you must know. The talk about the, um, the Lisbon manager as well, though, isn't it? Um, and the Girona manager. And the Girona manager. Well, so every, to Michelle. Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Every mm. like, time we get linked with a manager, you look, at, you look at him and it's like, like you said, one good season. Mm. Or, you know, there was a time when we were linked with um, Lopetegui and you're like, yeah. he's been well, sat four going, times. Oh, Ange Postacoglu style of plays go already. It's like, if you flip to last season, this time, everyone was praising Ten Hag yeah. to the high heavens, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's see what he does next season when He's been, his message isn't as new and fresh and yeah. this is know, it. But, but maybe but I think United have tried to go down the route of, of trying to appoint the more fresher, more new kind of hipster managers yeah. because we've done the whole Van Hal, Mourinho, David Moyes, mm -hmm. Ragnick. They've gone all the kind of the down the season, tried the veteran tried and trusted route. And maybe they are trying to go for the more edgy managers that can come in and probably provide something a little bit different. It felt like Ten Hag was the perfect sort of mix of those things anyway. Like he's got- Ten Hag kind of fits into that category though. But he fits but into that. he's yeah. not been at a top, top, you know, Ajax are a big club and a very historic club, but they aren't one of the top three or four clubs in the world by modern standards. They're no, not no, they're Madrid not. Madrid or United or a, um, a Barca or whatever. And we, 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 he took that jump with us. But he'd won three um, titles at Ajax and probably would have won a fourth if it weren't for COVID. 100%. He won two or three um, Dutch Cups as well. He got to the semi-final of the Champions League. Had never failed anywhere. So you got, you got to remember as well, when you're at United, people love pointing out, look how, sh we knew he was shit anyway because of X, Y. There is no evidence that Ten Hag is a shit manager. Like he's got everything you could possibly want to give, get the United job, new style of play, more modern football, all of this sort of thing that we haven't had for years. And even now, people are, we're still here sat going, oh, maybe he's not up to it. You think, well, he was the best up and coming manager in the world 18 months ago, and now he's shit all of a sudden. I can't believe that that's it's not, it's not. It's not always, as I said the same thing to you, I said, it's not always the extreme is, oh, he's, he's shit. He just might not be quite good enough. Do you know what I mean? There's like a whole gap in between. It's not always he's a shit manager or he was a great manager. Maybe he was just maybe not good enough to fit the mess that is Manchester United yeah. right now. That I could think just that be mess is, is what I'm trying to say. Especially because that mess would when he was would at, damage anyone. But when he was at Ajax, he was operating under a, a, a very much a, a well-oiled machine almost with Overmars and Van der and Van der Sar and everything was a, a lot more. It was a lot more reliable and there was, was a lot more going on in terms of surety and things that were kind of just put in place. And Ajax has all this experience of of great academy players and infrastructure and all of that. I know they're kind of having a bit of a rough patch right now. And then obviously he's coming to United where I think we have mentioned it time and time again. It's almost like when a manager comes into this, they have to almost be someone that can go above and beyond. Mm. And I know that they've tarnished, they've tarnished a lot of player reputations. I know sometimes players haven't helped themselves because as we said, not that many players haven't come to United and actually improved or done well over the past 10 years, apart from the likes of probably like Bruno Fernandes, probably one of the only success stories. Look, and it's doing the same thing to managers where managers have come 
with a decent reputation, not done well, and then their reputation tarnished, and you're acting, is it a bigger problem? And we've already identified that as a Glazers and, and a shit show that is United in general. But I think Tanag just might be one of those where he's coming and the, the job at the end could just end up being a little bit over his head. And it might not necessarily be completely his fault. He may have just been the wrong timing for him as well. You, you know, exactly, if he comes yeah. in this summer when the new ownership... Someone's there. making well, that I was gonna say about I'll let you yeah. shows then I'll get some comments. Sorry, who was you just talking about then? Um, Fuck. My point was relating to that. Tanag. Was it about the... Yeah, let's do some comments while you remember yeah. your point. Um, it just shows you how, yeah. like, it's split. I know it's not like a massive sample size, but a lot of the comments are split. Michael Beasley says, so many issues to resolve before the manager. Tom Batisti says, Tenag doesn't deserve another season. He's an unmitigated flop. Good enough <laughs> for Dutch League, out of his depth in the Premier League. Also in the chat, Colin Wilmot, who's been a member of the Academy for 27 months, says, I'm worried for Tenag because with all of these fringe players going out, we could be two injuries away from a bottom half finish. Does he deserve Tanag a chance under this new structure though? I think so. Because he's had the Glazers, which we all agree have been a disaster, don't know what they're doing, don't know how to run a football club. He's had that for a year and a half. The Glazers. Now he's got. They'll make a financial decision. Um, <laughs> now he's had like a few months of Ratcliffe, which isn't much to go off. No. Does he not deserve a summer and maybe another January transfer window of having the full Ineos experience? I think so. But you can't you can't compare the difference. Like, just the, the way managers have come to United and just crumbled after a couple of years. Like, going to a team that works well, it's no coincidence that <clears throat> City's last three managers have all won the title. And we've had managers who have won title after title everywhere they've ever been to except United and then they arrive and they don't look very good those things aren't like they're, they're linked I also think we get caught in the you know like Van Hall about a year before when we appointed Moyes correct me if I'm wrong but no one suggested Van Hall for the no, job. No, I don't, he I don't did well with Holland and then we went whoa get him kind of with Mourinho for a We'd all gone. Well, I think I think we've had that. Mourinho, we don't want Mourinho. Mourinho, Mourinho, Mourinho we think it's different. No, no, but we, for a long time, Manchester United have gone no. So Bobby don't want him. We don't want him. Mourinho ain't the yeah, guy. And then we went. Well, actually, here's the guy. And I feel like my point here is there's there's no long term joint up thinking, right? No. Where they go, like with Ten Hag, it's like yeah, let's sack him because he's been a bit shit. But a year ago, we thought he was the guy. So surely you can hold by your guns a little bit. Like, yeah. why have your opinions changed so much in a year? Yeah. I remembered also my point from earlier. Mm -hmm. You were talking about Bruno Fernandes and how he's mm -hmm. unmitigated success, which I agree with. But if you if you speak to some Manchester United fans at the moment, they'll have it like, here's the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my point yeah. is like, with Marcus Rashford, I've, uh, granted he's been shit for a lot of this season, but it's like people on his case. Like these are the players we should be getting behind, like yeah. the Brunos and the Rashfords and that. Yeah, no, I, I completely mm. agree. And also uh, with the whole Rashford thing, and you're right, he's not having a good season. And people could get rid of him and bring someone else in. All right, fine. How's it working out on the right-hand side with the signings we've made? Have they all worked out? What makes you think that we're going to go out and get uh, someone on that wing who's just going to come in and do a lot better than Marcus has over the years? So whilst I do get the point he needs to improve, and this season his, his form hasn't been good enough, I'm also very worried that you get rid of him and you bring in another Anthony or another Sancho who doesn't do the job you want to do. And then you've got no one on the way. You've been out, out on Anthony early though. Early no, doors. You, like, and I, 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 I hear it. I, like, I, I see I, it. I'm not, I, listen, I love to see him smash it. And there was, you know, when he started, he scored up goals and it was like, okay, I like him as well, his attitude. Mm. But he's done the square root of nothing for about eight yeah, months. Very um, 
Any grown man that does this into a camera, yeah. Um, Danny Shields in the super chat says at Ajax, Eric Tanag had Edwin and Overmars working in combination with him. At United, he's had Murtar and maybe Fletcher. Of course, he's been stretched thin. Give him a chance under a real structure. I feel that, and I feel like with with all those managers you mentioned there, Maka, it almost feels like the next manager we're appoint is a reaction to the last one. Yeah. So Moyes, it was like, well, he's never managed at a big club before. So let's get Van Gaal in, because he has. <laughs> but oh, oh, he's never won a title, but Mourinho has. Get him in. Or not an English yeah. title. Mm. Mourinho has to get him in. <laughs> but Mourinho's fell out of everyone. He doesn't know the club. Oli does. Get him in. Like, you can't keep... It almost bl- becomes a thing like where people go, well, we've had that type yeah. of manager. But wait, what, yeah. what do you mean by that? You know I mean? That type of manager is him. Yeah. Like, every mm. manager's different. Do you remember yeah. when we had... Oh, we've had a young... Norwegian one, so I don't think yeah. we should have a Norwegian Like, wait, yeah. what are you even thinking? We've had a bold one. That's so if Pep it. comes available now, yeah. we can't have him. When no. we got Ragnik, we'll Thomas people, Frank instead. people were saying <laughs> yeah. we couldn't have Carrick after Rag- uh, when we got Ragnik. You can't give it to Carrick because we've had Ollie. Because of Ollie. <laughs> yeah. What? They're the same person. Yeah. Right, and Ragnik was more or less a disaster than some funny press conferences. Um, Another thing as well, sorry. By the way, I'm going to get a ticket in a minute. I'm sorry. Just, I'm you, sorry. You've got to duck out. You've got to duck Just, out. We, we, another thing with, with Sir Alex We will as wrap well. up now. Actually. When you think about who was coaching the team, like you mentioned before, are you like <laughs> is Steve McLaren good enough to win a, 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 a treble as manager? No. Is Carlos Quiros good enough to win the Premier Leagues that we won when he was there and the, the Champions Leagues that we won when, when was it Rennie was there for 08 or was, is it Carlos Quiros still then in, in 08? Uh, 08, was, um, Carlos Quiros was there. Yeah. Would they do that without Sir Alex? No. And yet Sir Alex wasn't the one doing all the training. He wasn't the one putting the cones out, coming up with drawing the lines on the chalkboard. Because it matters. It's not just about the tactics, the feeling in the in the club, how the club is run, whether you feel like you're turning up for work at a place that is professional, that is geared up for winning. All of these things matter as well. So getting the club right with a good coach in place in Ten Hag, that will make a massive difference. Because Quiros and McLaren and, and Mullenstein wouldn't have done any yeah, of that you, without... You're all saying, I oh, we're going to give him a chance. He's, the consensus is he's going to get to the end of the season at least. But in my opinion, if you've got a complete change around with the, with the ownership and, and, and the board and you're trying to get rid of players that are surplus requirements as well, I think all of that is going to encapsulate also the managers too. The manager won't escape that yeah. in terms of a rebuild. I think they will be looking at him very closely Mm-hmm. to see how he does from now to the end of the season and if he doesn't do that well I, I would feel I would edge towards he probably would I personally think I'd, I'd obviously I've just said what I said I don't want him to go I think he might well go I'd, yeah. I, I honestly yeah. think he's more likely to not be here at the start of next season than he is mm. to be here which I would and I disagree with depends that. on how he finishes the season of course um, we'll yeah. wrap up there I've just done a quick poll someone put in the chat Jay do a poll and I've done one will Ericsson and I be the manager at United at uh, the start of next season no is 32% I think is it and yes is um, Presumably 68%. 68%. Sorry, 68%. yeah, I've got a lot of that's right, man. Quick maths. Yeah. Quick maths. I know, sorry, it was changing as it was changing as I was talking. It was really all. quick maths. And it confused Ronnie. me. Alright. So we're gonna wrap it up there. Big thanks. Oh, sorry. Not presenting. <laughs> yeah, big thanks sorry. to Manscaped for sponsoring <laughs> the podcast. Make sure you click on the link in the description uh, and use the code Devils20 as big well. 20% off and free shipping. Big thanks to me. Big thanks to Adam. Big thanks to Ronaldo. Big thanks to Jay. Big thanks to you for watching. See you in a bit. Podcast Network.